It's time for Business Minds Coffee Chat, an inspiring show about the journey to personal and professional growth. And now, your host, Jay Shear. Hey everyone, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I am your host, Jay Shear. And I am super excited today because I've got a fantastic guest in the studio with me. My guest today is a husband and father of two, a native of Central Florida, a dedicated community leader, and an amateur baseball guy, an amateur baseball guy. He earned a bachelor's degree from Flagler College and a master's degree in public administration from Barry University. And he just so happens to be the fire chief for the city of Palm Coast. Please welcome Kyle Berryhill. Kyle, it is so great to see you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Jay. Uh, my kids are going to get a kick out of amateur baseball guys, so I know that's uh, one of my Twitter things. Yes, uh, so it is. I'm a huge baseball guy. I love uh, grew up in the game, so well, it's great I, to be here this morning. I love the positive energy that you bring every time we get to interact. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that, and I'm really excited about the conversation. And you know, I was trying to think through some different things that I'd really love to learn about you. And if we get to those things, fantastic. If we don't, I still know the conversation is going to be amazing. So I thought a a good starting point for us would be for you to share with all of us, first and foremost, what is your favorite thing about yourself and why? Um, Man, my favorite thing about myself, uh, I think my favorite thing about myself is how much I enjoy my family. You know, so I've got... uh, uh, grew up in a family of, uh, two other brothers and we, we did so many things that we did that are kind of special to us today, including baseball was a thing that we did as a family. My mom was at everything. My dad coached, um, both of my brothers played, uh, and coached my one brother is an athletic director today. Both of them played and coached at a high school, one of them college levels. Um, and so we love doing those kind of things. We, uh, uh, and today, you know, I've kind of feel like, uh, my life, uh, some people wanted to be, you know, in the major leagues and, uh, lots of people have all kinds of dreams. I really wanted to be a husband and a father. And so getting to like, you know, meeting my wife who I met here in Palm coast, one of the reasons why I love it so much. Uh, and then us being able to have a family and she has a great, uh, great family too. That's local getting to spend that time together is something that, uh, drives me and some of the other things when I'm when I'm being a professional I want them to be able to be proud of that and uh, it also just brings tremendous joy to my life. Mm, I love that so much. That's fantastic. Well, we're going to explore a few of these different areas as we continue our conversation today. So, first, I I, I know that you grew up basically in in central Florida. You weren't born in Florida, but you came here, what, at three years old? So basically Florida has been your home almost your entire life. So with that said, share with us a little bit about life as a young person in central Florida. What what kind of child were you? And and give us uh, a little insight into what your childhood was like. You know, you talked about two brothers, you talked about sports, uh, your your mother and your father, etc. But let's let's go back. Let's go a little deeper on that. Yeah, so I was a suburban kid and uh, I grew up in the Longwood area. I went to uh we lived in the same house from before kindergarten until my parents sold it uh, after I was uh, right before I became a firefighter. And so uh, 
we were a church-going family. I grew up in Northland Church, which is kind of a larger church in the Central Florida area. Dr. Joel Hunter was our pastor. I ended up working there for a couple of years, like out of college. Um, my first round of college, not the Flagler College round. <laughs> it took me a few tries. Um, but, you know, so uh, sports was huge. Um, Shaq was with the magic uh, uh, I'm a huge Gator fan. The Gators were never good until the nineties when I became a middle school kid. And then Steve Spurrier was there and we, you know, we were Gator fans. We're still Gator fans today, even though it's a little hard sometimes uh, lately, but Understood. those kind of things were, you know, bonding things, uh, had some, some great friendships, great family, uh, had wonderful teachers, um, that, uh, were influential that I still get to interact with now. One of the joys of social media. And so, um, you know, and was a baseball guy. I don't know if you remember on ESPN, there was commercials for this thing called Baseball World. Yes. Well, I was like for one second in one of those videos, right? I was a kid that they ran camps and that that was all in Central Florida area where I played Little League. And uh, so baseball and the discipline from sports, I think, has a huge effect on me learning that I could could practice and get good at something if I was able to commit to, you know, techniques and and you know, doing things the right way. Um, and then from a family and church perspective, I've always learned that people matter, right? So those were two kind of guiding principles associated with uh, my growing up. And uh, my dad uh, was a business person. He uh, sold business to business software before he passed away um, and uh, worked for some big companies and some little companies, but uh, was always involved really in making a value selling case. So value is a huge part of something that I'm trying to add to both my family my community, my friends, and just something that I get kind of intrinsic value from when I feel like I'm adding value to a situation. Mm. Um, and then uh, I always thought that people are are inherently valuable, right? So when you can make an impact on people, um, we can figure out ways to make sure that we can. Uh, there's there's always an intrinsic good or an obvious good. Can we? How can we make that impact still uh, one that um, you know is significant and um, one where we uh, you know, we only have so much time. So how are we doing the most with it? Kind of thoughts. Ah, that's, that's fantastic. Well, I, I want to stay on, on a couple of things here real quick. So first you mentioned about your, your father, Doug, your father passed away a couple of years ago and obviously very well known in this community, right? Very well known, uh, you know, from a, from a, a baseball standpoint and just being an incredible mentor and again, a community leader as well. So, Thinking back, what was one of the most valuable lessons that you learned from your dad early in life that just kind of has stayed with you? Yeah, so there's uh, two things that I'm going to say. One is that right is right no matter if no one's doing it or everyone's doing it. You got to do the right thing because it's the right thing. And then you can sleep, right? And I think that's integrity is doing the right thing for the right reason consistently no matter who's looking. It's a huge value. Um and then the other was that, you know, he had my back no matter what. You know, he, he uh, like, when I became the interim chief or when I made battalion chief in the fire department, those are proud days. I and mean, now we take pictures and put it on stuff. Uh, I'm not attention-seeking, and I don't really know what to do with it sometimes. I think I'm maybe getting better at it. But he would say, man, I'm so proud. He's like, wait, no. I'm always proud of you. This is cool, but I'm always proud of you. And trying to infuse that level of... Um, intrinsic support. And it's a faith-based thing too. Like I believe in grace and the fact that, uh, you know, uh, that I have a heavenly father who's got my back too. Beautiful. 
And let's talk about your your mother, Deborah. So same question that I asked you in regards to your father. What is one of the more valuable lessons that you've learned from your mother that uh, that just carries you forward today? Yeah, my mom has like the biggest heart of anyone. So like she, there's never a person who um, didn't deserve her time and attention um, based on, you know, or wasn't worthy of her trying to help. And so uh, I got that from her, you know, kind of the the concept of the least of these was was someone that I still owed to. And then to whom much is given, much is expected. I love the Spider-Man version of it. We talk about it with my kids. With great power comes great responsibility, right? Um, because we have some gifts, we get, we got an obliga- obligation to do something with them for people who maybe weren't blessed as much. But my mom uh, has been a teacher. She's going to retire this year, I think. We're trying to get her there. Um and has been a teacher of kindergarten and first grade for over 20 years and uh, just has a huge heart for uh, actually my mom and I started going to college together. She finished, took me a few more years to come back and get it done. So you went um, together, you went at the same time at the same time. We never were like in class together, even at the same school. Okay. UCF asked me to leave when they asked her to come. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, and then I finished up at Flagler when I was a firefighter, but uh you know, my mom has a great story of, um, you know, being a homemaker. And then as our, as you know, my brothers and I, I'm the oldest, as we got older, she had a dream of being a teacher, went and got through that and has done, you know, 20 years in Seminole County. And, uh, you know, we're so proud of her and, uh, you know, just, uh, uh, a loving spirit and a gentleness and, a you know, ability to, uh, to be there for any person is, is kind of the things I got from her. Mm, I love that. So you were the oldest of the three Berry Hill brothers. And were you a, were you competitive as a child? So we are exactly three years and nine months apart. So, uh, when I was a senior in high school, my brother was in the eighth grade and my other brother were spaced exactly that way. Right. So, Yes, we were, but it wasn't really fair. My middle brother is incredibly good at sports, um, but we always played against each other. And until like he was 14, he never beat me at nothing. Um, and uh, <laughs> I wouldn't let him. Like anyone else, I would defend him against. But he could not beat me at anything. And then at like 14 or 15, he was a better basketball player than me and pretty quickly by a lot. Um, he's taller than me and a bunch of other stuff. Um, he's a great, great guy. And, uh, my youngest brother is also better than me at almost every sport today. Uh, hits a golf ball so much farther than me or my other brother, even though he's the smallest. Um, and so yes, highly competitive, but in a spirit of we're brothers, right? So anyone can, uh, like no one else can attack us, but we're, you know, sharp and quick and, and love teasing each other constantly, love getting to be around each other. Oh, that's, that's so good. That's perfect. So you mentioned your wife and that you two met here, uh, your wife, Danielle. How did you actually meet? Yeah, so I met my wife at, uh, it wasn't called this then, but Palm Coast Lanes. And um, I was, uh, had been a firefighter for a few years and she had been a teacher here for a few years. And, um, you know, uh, she is, uh, she's just a wonderful, wonderful person. She's like the most loyal person ever. Um, and, uh, 
So after a couple of years, we, you know, fell in love and got married. This is obviously I'm not as comfortable talking about this because I'm a little bit of a weird, you know, burly firefighter guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, best thing that ever happened to me was, uh, was meeting her. And, uh, she, once we, like my life got instantly better and kept getting better, um, from essentially the time I met her, uh, I love that through. So I yeah, love that. Yeah, All right. So, I, her. so, so I'm going to. I, I want to pull on a thread here. So you, you meet at Palm Coast Lanes, and were you immediately smitten with her? Was it one of those love at first sight type scenarios? And so that's kind of the first piece of the question. And then the second piece is how hard did you have to work to get that first date? Um. I had to work pretty hard to get the first date. I was probably in a weird place from a relationship standpoint. I hadn't had one in a long time. Okay. And uh, I don't wouldn't, I was a hundred percent pro having one, but I was also like very cautious about it. Um, so uh, I probably was smitten. It's a little hard to think. It's like 15 years ago. She would kill me for not knowing. 14 or 15, she always jokes. I know how long we've been married, but when we started dating, uh, I don't always – I know the months, but what year? It's hard to remember all yeah. the details. Uh, but uh, yeah, and so then um, there was a little bit of like getting schedules to match up um, for a little bit because – Teacher, fi- firefighter, firefighter. Yeah, uh, for <laughs> a couple of weeks, and I remember uh, our first – like meetup was with uh like we had met and then been texting or talking or whatever we were doing and then uh, i got her to meet me after a field trip uh they had had her and her friend came out and and met me for a drink and uh then i got her to i remember i like to cook i worked at chili's for a long time so i know how to make some things and i remember like concocting like i'm gonna make this for her and she's gonna like it and mm. you know and uh, pretty quick we were we were dating and and uh it didn't take us too long to realize that you're, you're a smart man yeah <laughs> you're a smart man so, you learn learn to cook and and kind of blend that man, into the into the situation i don't know if i'm smart i feel like i'm lucky i definitely wasn't intentional about some of the things that i figured out certainly cooking i didn't know that that was gonna 12 year old kyle wasn't like i'm gonna learn how to cook <laughs> <laughs> yeah who knew what's well, kind of funny you, you you mentioned about cooking so one of the things that i did when when my wife and I were dating was I tried making chicken cordon bleu. I figured okay. I was going to try to make something that was complicated yet something French because I knew that she she loved all things French. And uh, so I, I worked really hard to make this chicken cordon bleu and followed the directions and tried to make it all fancy. And it actually turned out pretty good. But, you know, it's like once you make something one yeah. time and the person <laughs> likes it, then they're like, you know what? I kind of want that like every Friday night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was a lot of work. So, Kyle, we're, we're going to continue our conversation here. We're going to take a brief break to thank our amazing sponsors. You are listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. There. 
There's no business like show business like no business I know. Visit the Fitzgerald Performing Arts Center at Flagler Auditorium. We're about to release our new season of professional touring shows. Visit our website at flaglerentertainment.com. Sign up for our newsletter. You can be the first to know about our shows and special offers. And remember, every time you buy a ticket to a show, you support the performing arts in Flagler schools and you support our local economy. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves more than just average. It deserves Flagler Media. We specialize in innovative and dynamic marketing solutions tailored for mid-sized businesses with ambitious goals. Our team of experts are dedicated to helping you stand out from the crowd, drive growth, and elevate your brand. Ready to take your marketing to new heights? Choose Flagler Media, where we turn great ideas into remarkable results. Visit us at flaglermedia.com or call us at 386-227-6477. Flagler Media, exceptional marketing for exceptional business. This is Jay Shear. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur trying to figure out how to improve and achieve greater results? If so, I'm speaking to you. I provide the tools, coaching, and accountability you need to gain clarity around your personal and professional goals, remove the excuses holding you back, build the mindset, leadership skills, and proven strategies to grow your business and become the best version of yourself. To learn more or to apply for my coaching services, call 904-236-0431 or visit jshearbusinessconsulting.com. All right, we're back. And again, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I'm in the studio today with my very special guest, Kyle Berryhill. We're having a fantastic conversation, and we're going to keep this conversation going. So we were just talking before the break about when Kyle met his wife and part about part of their relationship. And so I wanted to find out from you, how do you balance your career and your personal life. So you've got a wonderful wife, you have children, you are very actively involved in the community. How do you balance that if there is such a thing as balance? Yeah, I'm still I'm still working through some of that, but part of what I have is that Danielle is so supportive um of understanding that, you know, there are times where the job takes me places and we committed to it together before we um, pursued, um, you know, the position that I'm in today, we talked about it and I talked about it with Jerry Forte, who's my predecessor. And, um, you know, we, we had some conversation. I got to take it for a test drive too. So before we got into it all the way, we kind of had an idea where we were, um, of where we were going. So Danielle's incredibly supportive. Um, the fire department is special in that, um, there's a very family atmosphere in our fire department specifically. Um, we have family as a core value um, that the firefighters chose. I didn't choose that value. I was part of the group who, you know, we all did a drill kind of an exercise where we took our core value. We took a hundred value uh, uh, statements or words and we took it to 50, then a 25, then a 10. And in the fire department, all, everyone's top 10 included family, integrity, and loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are our core values in the Palm Coast Fire Department. Wonderful. And so, uh, and family is both. You know, the people that you grow up with who love you unconditionally, but it's also the uh, the officer, your first officer in the fire department, you kind of like imprint on them and, and the things they say to you mean so much. Um, so and they care about you tremendously. Um, you know, the, my first lieutenant is my best friend today and was a mentor is still a mentor this week about something to say, hey, Sean, what do you think about this? Just a great man in our community uh, who 
would never be in front of a camera. He's just so quiet. Uh, so he wants all the attention to go to, to others. Um, but a tremendous role in my success. And so, um, we try to balance those things and, and we try to, you know, sometimes that means we have to say no to a good thing and try to pick the best thing. Um, but always make sure that there's time to, to be together, uh, something we're doing. So I know this is airing Saturday morning on Saturday, um, the professional firefighters are doing a heroes and helpers event at the community center. We're going to all go me, Danielle, James and Claire, and we're going to all go. James and Claire will get to do some of the kid things, but hopefully they'll get to help some too. So they can see service. They can watch us serve. But when we get to do things together, also sometimes we divide and conquer, right? Uh, my wife is the cheer mom, uh, for my daughter's cheer team. And I help coach, uh, both the pump coast little again with James's travel team. Mm, that's so fantastic. we get to do those kind of things together, but we always have time to do silly things like it's Christmas, watch home alone. You know, those kind of things. So we get to be together as a family. We have great neighbors, too. So we find ways to be in our community, too. Mm, that is so good. So, you know, since you, you hit on core values, and I, and I love the fact that the fire department went through that core values exercise. And that is definitely something that I do with my the clients that I work with. So let's talk about your own personal core values, your personal philosophies. What are the things, what are one or two core values that really drive the personal decisions that you make and that guide you through life? Well, I'm going to say three things really quick. First is that um, you have to be a reader. Like if you want to be someone who uh, is – is figuring out what the best ideas in history are. You can't just be on like a social media page. You have to read. And, um, there is so much great books out there, but the next thing I'm going to say are two things that I've discovered probably in the past three years that I find to be incredible ideas that have really been, uh, uh, formative, especially for my professional life. I use them in my personal life too, but for my professional life. One is mindset. There's a lady named Carol Dweck who wrote a book called Mindset. And she says that her research shows that there's a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And essentially people with a fixed mindset involve and feel that every situation is an opportunity for them to prove that they are who they said they were. Mm. Um, And so there's high stakes and incredible consequences for failure. Whereas a growth mindset says that every uh, situation is an opportunity for us to get a little bit better. So if we succeed, we grow from success, but if we lose, we learn. And so um, if you look at life in that growth mindset way, Carol Dweck's research says that by far the growth mindset people outpace the fixed mindset people. Like it's a way better indicator of success than IQ or many other things. And I just like it better as a way to live. If if I couldn't confirm that it was better, even though a lot of data says that it is, I prefer it. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I like chocolate better than vanilla. I'm going to choose it every time. And so I love the idea of growth mindset. I prefer it. And we're in a business that we don't always choose our outcome, right, in the fire department. So there's some really hard days about uh, the type of things that our firefighters see. And uh, trying to lead that is a can be a daunting thing. Um, and I have made some mistakes that I wish I hadn't made. Um, and, uh, so of our firefighters and, um, but they keep coming back. There's no, like, there's no nine one two, right? So they have to keep coming back to that. And so we need to have kind of a guiding philosophy that says that. And I think a growth mindset is a huge thing. We've talked about it in our department a few times. And then the other thing is, um, I'm a big believer in, uh, Angela Duckworth's, 
um, grit concept, which is that um, passion and perseverance uh, beat talent and, uh, you know, connections every time. So if you really care about the thing that you're doing, you believe in it, you love it, and then you're willing to continue to do the hard thing that will help you to get better because you have to love it so much to do the thing that's hard. Like the two things go together, but essentially that um, talent plus effort equals skill, skill plus effort equals results, so effort counts twice. And so it's hopeful for uh, someone who uh, maybe isn't the person who shot out of the gate, who isn't to say no, faithfulness to these tasks result because you got to stack the days. And so those two concepts I got from reading, um, and uh, I think they're fantastic. They're kind of definitive for uh, some things personally that I believe in. Mm. Um, but, you know, as a young person growing up, I fell in love with reading, and it was one of the luckiest things to ever happen to me. Wow. Um, because uh, it, that doesn't feel like work, even though sometimes it does a little bit. But um, if we're consuming that kind of knowledge, then we're growing and improving, then we're not stagnant, then, you know— when you have a tough day, you can go back and you can look at wisdom of the ages or even wisdom of this age and say, okay, this is how I can get it better. And you're just not, you don't feel as alone. You got the best advice, even if you're alone, <laughs> right? And sometimes leaders are alone. Um, it can be lonely. Um, I'm, I'm pretty lucky to have some amazing people around me. Um, you know, I think our staff, uh, you know, our city manager, assistant city manager, uh, who are my supervisors are fantastic. Uh, the command staff, the deputy chief, Brad Clark is just one of my best friends, a great man and gives me tremendous advice and has been a five bugle fire chief for, uh, 30 years. So, um, it's lucky for me to get to have those kind of resources, but also, uh, looking into like how other people figured out how to deal with these kind of cons- these kind of situations is, is a tremendous blessing. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you've shared two fantastic books, both of which I've read. A mindset is it truly is a game changer. And for those that are listening right now, look it up. Carol Dweck, she's a Stanford psychologist, really an amazing book. And of course, Grit by Angela Duckworth, another fantastic book. So I'm, I'm curious, what is one of the greatest gifts that life has given you that you didn't realize at the time? I think curiosity. Curiosity. Um, uh, I'm not curious about everything. Um, and in fact, I sometimes joke that the best paramedics can sometimes say, okay, you're sick. I don't know what it is, but I know some things to do, <laughs> right? I don't need to know what it is. Uh, exactly. That's why the doctors uh, – if everybody's standing around and be like, I think it's this, I think it's this, when nobody's helping, then we're not really doing a great job. But on a different standpoint, uh, I'm very curious about how people are successful, about what makes them tick, um, about how we can, we can be better, about whether or not the medicine that we're trying to give is curing the disease metaphorically, right? Sometimes specifically, but definitely metaphorically. And uh, whether or not, like, we spent this to get this, was it worth it? Um, those are some things that I just am curious about in general. And um, I think that that's a tremendous blessing, that uh, that curiosity. And I think it's uh, a thing that um, can really help a, a person who has aspirations, right, um, to, to, to develop and cultivate. Because I think we can. I think we can develop our passions too. I um, completely so. agree. And, and, I'm, and I'm right there with you when it comes to curiosity. I mean, it is one of the things that drives 
me every day it, it is the reason why I ask the types of questions that I ask, the reasons why I'm so interested in how people can become the best version of themselves and really exploring that and deconstructing that to be able to help others be able to do the same sorts of things if that's something that they want to do. So what does success mean to you? Just when you think about that, whether it's personally or professionally, without going into too much detail, just the word itself, what does it mean to you? Um, well, I think uh, success is probably growth. Um, so uh, you, you don't – and it's not – it's a lot more like the stock market than like a ramp, right? It does, it does a little bit of up and down. I'm doing hand gestures on the radio. So, uh, congratulations. If I thought I was smart, probably not, but, um, you know, it's, that's, that's the nature of it. So, and I have a, a, a personal or I guess a professional kind of mission statement. So it's, um, to recruit, um, train, empower, and sustain the best leaders in the fire service. So, you know, we have some metrics that help us to say, cause I think if you're not evaluating, it's hard to tell. Um, if you're, if you're growing, well, it feels like growth. I'm, I'm suspicious of feelings, even though I think they're important. Um, but I love to be able to look back and cause so much of my professional life involves situations where, um, things were happening fast. And so looking back to say, well, it worked out. So we must've done a good job. I'm not sure that those two things were always, you know, correlated. Um, sometimes you're lucky <laughs> and but you want data. And so I want to find out a way to, to measure that. Um, and I also want to be, uh, be, uh, internally, you know, internally ruthless. Like, uh, if I see something that I failed at, I want to be, uh, a hundred percent blunt. And I'd love to ha- develop that, uh, in others, but it's, it's, if there was a failure and I was in charge, then it's my failure, not your failure. Let's figure out how to get together, but I don't want you to own it. I don't ever want you to think that I'm going to say you, uh, you failed. And so that's my excuse. That's the worst. Like anyone who's a subordinate in a situation like that knows the yucky feeling they immediately, they immediately get from that. So, so growth both, you know, and, and as a, as a husband and a father, I want to be a person who continues to grow as a, as a better husband and who continues to be a better father and to help my, help my children uh, develop into contributing members of society. And, uh, you know, be able to take care of families of their own someday. That's a great response. So Kyle, if you had the opportunity to sit down with anyone, whether they're currently with us or no longer alive, and if you could ask that person one question and one question only, first, who is it that you would want to sit down with? And what is the one question that you would want to ask can only be one. If I got to sit down with anyone, it would definitely be my dad, but I don't have any questions for him. So I'm going to pick somebody else. Okay. Um, uh, just because he was the best, he was my best friend and I miss him. But, uh, uh, if I got to ask, um, if I got to take, uh, any person and, uh, sit down with them and ask only one question, I'm going to say Lincoln, and I think what I would ask him, and I would I would like for it to be like he knows everything that happened, and I would like to ask him why he thinks that it, everything he went through was worth it, because I bet he would say it was. And um, I just love to hear you know that because uh, he made an incredible sacrifice. I just think he's one of the epically uh, admirable leaders in the history of this country. Yeah. 
I would agree with you. And I would love to hear the response to that question. So, Kyle, I want to thank you so very much for joining us today on Business Minds Coffee Chat. I have thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I appreciate you being candid, being open with us, and allowing the opportunity to explore the topics that we were able to touch on today. You truly are an amazing person, and I look forward to our next conversation. So thank you for joining us today. Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time today. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. And for all of you, thank you so very much for tuning in to Business Minds Coffee Chat. We'll be back next Saturday morning at 830. And until then, keep learning and growing and keep doing the work to reach your potential. Take care, everybody. 